is up everyone welcome back to another episode of what the flight radio a podcast for in-flight crew frequent flyers and anyone that gives up about aviation and travel happy happy wednesday we are on episode 13 on the 13th of the month one of my favorite numbers and after a very long hiatus it's so good to be back on air unintended. For anyone that might be new here, welcome aboard to the show. My name is Jess. I'm a flight attendant and training instructor, flight attendant training instructor for a major U.S. airline. And on this podcast, we talk about flight attendant lifestyle, solo travel, festival culture, flying tips, and anything that bridges the gap between my hobbies and my career. So, If you are into any of that and you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome to the Flight Fam and thank you so much for being here. Now, for all my loyal listeners, I know you are probably like, um, that felt like the longest two weeks of my life waiting for this episode to come out. And yes, you are correct. I am majorly behind here. I really dropped the ball on the show the past few weeks, actually for the past month or so, I really uh, pretty much like have been non-existent on a lot of my platforms. And um, as you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, I am not home right now, which I will get into in a little bit. But yeah, I had mentioned in my last episode about switching to bi-weekly episodes just because I felt like I couldn't keep up. I felt like I couldn't keep up with my YouTube channel over on Living by the F Word, and I felt like I couldn't keep up with the podcast. So I really wanted to switch to bi-weekly episodes um, because I was really struggling. And especially with my lifestyle, um, just my lifestyle is much different than most others. And because I'm constantly on the road, um, and working strange hours and, you know, all that stuff, I was just like really having trouble managing it all. And so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. This was honestly one of my biggest fears when I finally launched this podcast. That was the big question for me. I was like, will I be able to stay consistent? And, you know, you hear it everywhere when you are creating content. It doesn't really matter what platform you are on, but everyone's main word is you have to remain consistent. Consistency is key. Otherwise, you might risk losing credibility from all your fans and your followers, right? And so we all know the answer to that question now, uh, that it has been forever since the last time I put an episode out. Uh, So consistency has not been my friend, really. But one thing you guys should know about me, and this is just for those that might not know, is that I am not a quitter at all. And so, I don't know, it's just one of those things where... Like, I'm not going to give up on something, you know? Um, And so, like, I don't know, when I get involved in listening to a podcast and then they don't post for a long time, I'm kind of like, oh, wait, what happened? Like, did they give up? Like, what happened to them? They just stopped posting. And, like, it sucks because you, like, find a topic you like and then, like, it's just, like, dead air for a long time and then you don't know if they're ever going to come back. But, yeah, I mean, I am personally 
not the type to give up on something unless of course it's not good for my health or my mental well-being but you know what I'm saying I'm definitely not a quitter and so I will definitely catch you up to speed with all the updates as to where I've been um, especially for the past month of September and now it's currently October which is just crazy but yeah I will catch you up to speed before I do that though of course, I need to plug the socials before we get into everything. So that being said, I would love if you would follow me along on the streaming platform of your choice, regardless of my inconsistent posting. <laughs> Please follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you prefer to stream and listen from. Please stay connected with me on social media as well. My socials are at WT Flight Radio for the podcast. And my personal brand is living by the dot F word on Instagram and pretty much living by the F word anywhere on any social media. You just got to type in living by the F word and you will find me. It also would be so helpful if you enjoyed today's episode, if you would share it onto your Instagram stories, please tag me so that I could reshare it. And thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Word of mouth is what would help me get this episode out, especially since I've had so much time off. It's, uh, yeah, really going to help me out. So I really appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much. All right. So let's get into where I've been because the last time I posted was August 25th, which is insane. It's actually almost been two months. Yikes. My bad. My bad guys. Time is flying by pun intended and we are almost in mid-October now. So yeah, this year is just wow. So much is happening and at rapid speeds it feels like. So the last episode I released uh, after that I had a few work trips and one of those trips I had a really nice long 24-hour layover in Chicago and we actually misconnected which is kind of what part of this episode is about we misconnected which was part of the reason why we had such a long layover in chicago because we were originally supposed to be in kansas city missouri which i actually was looking forward to because i'm not gonna lie i want to get some barbecue we all know that it slaps out there so yeah but it just didn't happen it's all right it'll happen another time but that was a pretty nice trip pretty easy me and my crew enjoyed ourselves we went downtown you know, did the touristy things, got brunch, went see the bean, kind of just chilled. And it was nice because we were all line holders. So we got pay protected and we had a nice long layover, but we got pay protected for the trip we were originally supposed to fly. So that was awesome. Following up that I went to my first festival back, <laughs> you guys. I'm so excited. Yeah. First festival back since March 2020, which was Elements Music and Arts Festival in Lakewood, Pennsylvania. And that is kind of where a lot of my content was like laser focused for September because I pushed a lot of content out for Elements. Um, I did, you know, outfits that I was planning on wearing. I did four different vlogs. I did a full one hour recap of the festival, which I highly recommend you go check out. If you are one of my festival goers and you have not checked out any of that content, I definitely recommend you guys go check it out. I'm not going to talk about it too much here because we have so much to talk about and you can go view that on my YouTube channel. But I will say this. It was like imperative that I focused on that stuff and I'm really happy I did because I had a lot of YouTube growth. So I grew over 60 subscribers from all that content from Elements 
and everything is pretty much over in the green on my analytics over there. So it's really good to see like my watch time going up, my subs going up and all that. So that's really exciting. And I'm really happy with the content I put out over there because I have never vlogged festivals before. I actually started video, video editing for festivals and I would do like after movie style video editing where I would edit to music. So I didn't really do vlogs where I talked to the camera and said, oh, I'm doing this or this is what we're doing and things like that. So this is my first vlog series and I felt like it went pretty well obviously with all the subscribers I got. So thanks so much for anyone that subscribed over to my channel. I did hit over 600 subscribers, so it's really exciting. And it's like one of those things where now with everything I'm doing, which I'll get into in a little bit, it's like my stuff has been put on halt again. So it's like, damn, like it's like every time I feel like I gain momentum, like I like have to shift gears and like put my energy into something else, but I'm happy with what I'm doing, which I will get into in a minute. Something else, if you are watching on YouTube, you will see I am done with Invisalign. My teeth are very, very straight, you guys. So it's really awesome to be done with that. I do have to wear a retainer for the rest of this month, but then after this month, I could just wear it at night. So really cool. I just feel like time is going so fast. I remember when I first got it back in March and I was like, man, like it's not going to be that long that I have them on, but you know, wow. And yeah, now it's just here. So the biggest news as to like updates of where I, and where I am currently, which is in a hotel room for anyone that's just listening, I'm in a hotel room down in Texas because I am going to be instructing again for my company. So I am an initial training instructor, which means I train new hire flight attendants, but currently I'm also getting qualified to train line flight attendants. So what that means is every year, flight attendants come to training so that they can get certified to fly for the next year again. And so I will be qualified to also train and evaluate line flight attendants. So this is just like really good news. First of all, going back to teach initial is very important because that just means that our company is growing. And so that's very exciting compared to, you know, last year I was getting furloughed. Now we are growing again. We are hiring. So I'm teaching new hire flight attendants at the end of the month. So yeah, it's really excited to be teaching again because I just feel like you really make an impact on people's career and they really remember you and it's just like a super exciting time considering like, yeah, everything that has happened in the last year. Um, I am going to try to stay up with bi-weekly episodes for the next few months, even though I will be instructing and not at home, I'm gonna be on the road. So I'm gonna do my best to keep up with it. Um, but I will say this, the last time I was instructing, which was two years ago in 2019, which was also the year I started my YouTube channel, I basically fell off because all of my time went into instructing. Like basically my whole heart and soul goes into instructing because I obviously need to set an example, right? And I need to lead these future flight attendants. And yeah, like it's just important that you know what you're talking about, obviously, right? Anyone that takes a course in anything wants their instructor to know what they're talking about and just like be knowledgeable and be like that highest level, right? And so that's pretty much what a lot of my focus is when I'm here. Um, yeah, I basically am studying specific lessons, maybe lessons that I'm gonna be teaching. I'm basically 
doing an overview of our manual, which is so much information just so that I know what I'm talking about. Um, of course, I know what I'm t talking about. Like, I'm, it kind of sounds like a little exaggerated right now, but it's true. Like, it's really important that you know what you're talking about. You know if the curriculum has changed and there are a lot of updates to our manual lots of times. So you just kind of have to be on top of all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's pretty busy when I'm down here. A lot of my free time is, like I said, spent doing that. And then if I'm not doing that, I'm usually having dinner with my fellow traveling flight attendants that are also instructors. So there's a lot of us that travel from out of base to come down here to teach. And so we all stay in the hotel together. And so lots of times we will go out to dinner together and hang out together and stuff like that. And so that is pretty much where a lot of my time goes. Um, all right, what's next? I also am really not looking at the camera right now because this setup, I'm gonna have to like work on this setup, but I'm like losing my spot in my script here. So bear with me, let's see. Um, yeah, I just basically I want to keep up with the show and I want to keep up with my YouTube channel. I have so many ideas for my YouTube channel. I always have so many ideas for my YouTube channel, but it's just the matter of actually sitting down and filming and editing. And like, I just feel like I don't have the capacity to do it all. Like, it's like kind of like I have to pick and choose. Like, even right now, I have a really big exam tomorrow and I'm sitting and recording this podcast because I'm like, I am not letting this podcast go like any longer without being posted, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm just going to be doing my best and I am going to try to get some YouTube videos out for any of my festival goers out there. I really want to do like what I'm wearing to hula, like not a try on. I am not home obviously. And I can't be trying on outfits like I did for elements, but I want to kind of just give you maybe some inspiration boards and things I plan on wearing. I really want to do a whole series about departures festival, so Departure is a new festival. It's going to be in Playa del Carmen. It's all house and techno, tech house driven lineup. And since I've attended BPM in Playa del Carmen and because I've attended City Fox parties for the longest time, and that's the production company that is running that festival, I really want to talk about it a lot. So I have all these ideas. It's just a matter of when am I going to do it, right? And then obviously hula vlogs and like, the list goes on and on and on, and it's like doing it in a relative time frame, of course, too. So yeah, besides all that in the back of my head, uh, I am basically just going with the flow, doing the best I can as far as studying for these exams that I'm taking before I start instructing again. And when I was at home, I was spending time with Kia, my puppy, spending time with my family. So yeah, it's just kind of taking day by day for me. Um, it's just so interesting because I feel like September, October, there's been some like major synch synchronous. I'm not even going to be able to say this word, right? It's been synchronized like every year, if that makes sense. So September and October, 2019, I became an instructor. Then September, October, 2020, I was furloughed. And now September, October, 2021, I'm instructing again. And it's like, it just seems like it's the same time frame that this keeps happening. And so like, I'm trying to like zone in on that. I don't know if I'm overthinking, but I just think it's like really cool that like, it's like almost like this is like my time to teach or something. Like it's almost something I should be like planning for every year. I feel like I don't really know though, but yeah. Um, other than that, 
Um, past few last flying trips were awesome. I took my mom to San Juan, Puerto Rico. I had a nice long layover. And then before I came down here to teach, I went to Dallas for the night to see Sunny Federa. I went with my friend Frankie, who I met at Electric Forest. I don't even know. It might have been 2016. It might have been, I, I think it was actually 2017 now that I think about it. And we've pretty much been friends ever since. He's come on Groove Cruise. He's come on to Electric Forest. Like, and we've always like met up at festivals. So um, went down there. We met some really cool people from Tulsa, a couple, um, Cassie and her boyfriend, Eric, and then his sister who lives down in Frisco, which is like a kind of like part of Dallas kind of grapevine area. Um, that kind of like whole area there. And so, yeah, it was really fun. And that's just pretty much what I've been up to. Whew, that's a lot of updates already. 16 minutes, just updates, but I felt like it was very needed because it's been a while since I've talked to you guys. All right, let's dive into our aviation lingo for the day. This is one of my favorite segments. I really hope that you guys like this segment. Like, I hope it's just not a favorite for me and like you actually enjoy it as well because I find it to be very educational, especially for my non-airline industry people out there. So this week's aviation lingo is APU or auxiliary power unit. And you will understand why I chose this word once we get into today's episode. So the APU is a small turbine engine installed on larger aircraft that serves as an additional energy source. It is normally used to start one of the main engines on an airliner or business jet, and it is also equipped with an extra electrical generator to create enough power to operate onboard lighting, galley electronics, flight deck, avionics, all while parked at the gate. It also draws air from its own compressor, which helps heat and cool the aircraft. It is most important. Its most important feature is by is whew. Its most important feature is this. By operating an APU, it negates the need to start one of the aircraft's main engines while saving on fuel and maintenance. In most cases, the APU is shut down before takeoff and reignited when the aircraft clears the runway after a landing. An APU service life occurs mostly as the aircraft sits on the ground. And in some instances, it is used as an emergency electrical power source while the aircraft is airborne. Some people might wonder, well, if the APU is a small turbine engine, why is it not called a jet engine? And the reason why calling it an engine is not accurate is because the turbine exhaust from the APU is vented overboard, where a jet engine is used to propel the aircraft forward. Unlike the aircraft's main engines, which require very specific points for maintenance, many APUs are treated more like a pass-fail item, allowing operators to run them until something breaks. Aircraft can be allowed to fly without an APU, but you will need ground power, a ground pu- power huffer to start the engine if the APU is inoperable. That was a lot of information that I got from flyingmag.com. Shout out to them for that nice description of what an APU is. Technically speaking, it was really what I thought was like the best way to explain that. Um, so yeah, sometimes like you'll get onto a plane and it'll be super stuffy and it's hot and you're like wondering like what you're opening the air vents and you're like, man, it's so hot. 
maybe they don't have an EPU and maybe they're not connected to a ground source. And so until they turn those engines on, it's not going to cool down. That's just like one example of if an APU is not uh, working. All right. We're pushing back from this segment and we are on our way to our destination, which is episode 13. Let's take flight into this episode. All right, episode 13, here we go. So as we all know, I am so, 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 so delayed with this episode, which is why we are talking about that topic today. We are talking about delays, diversions, misconnections, and how to overcome travel disruptions or really any of life's disruptions because we do live in a world where things are constantly changing and unpredictable, right? So I will say that one thing that I love about this podcast is that a lot of my past episodes, especially recent episodes, have just come to fruition because I'm basing it off of what I'm actually going through in my life or my work life in aviation. And that's pretty much why I decided to discuss this topic instead of having, you know, some structured plan topics like pre-planned topics I kind of just been like going with the flow and when I was originally planning this episode which should have been out over a month ago I was dealing with a lot of like delays and diversions and stuff so that's how that came about so yeah I'm just completely winging it and I hope that these topics are still useful and relevant to you of course so I want to start out by saying there is no one in this entire world that hates delays more than your flight attendant or your flight crew for that matter, even the pilots, okay? I'm not sure why, but there seems to be this common misconception that airline employees thrive off of delays because we are, I don't know, quote unquote, getting overtime pay or that our life purpose is to disappoint people, mess up their plans, and oh yeah, we just love getting yelled at or complained to. <laughs> but you, if you like truly think that, like, you are so wrong. Okay. So I think it was in episode 12. I talked about sit time. That was our aviation lingo for that episode. And I talked about how we do not get paid for sit time. Well, for the most part, we also do not get paid for delays either. We do not get that quote unquote overtime pay that a lot of customers speak of or think that we get. And there is literally no one like that hates delays more than us. Trust me. So the reality is it's a very common occurrence though in the aviation world that there are so many things that could go wrong and do go wrong and wind up causing travel disruptions. And it's just pretty much a part of our job that we are used to. Whereas for passengers or customers or non-aviation people, you might not realize how frequent it might happen because you're just expecting to be there on time, right? So I will say there are certain times where we do get paid and that is if the door is closed and we are sitting out on the tarmac, let's say due to a severe weather issue, maybe we were taxiing out for takeoff and then all of a sudden like a huge lightning storm came through and we can't go anywhere, there's a ground stop, right? So in that case, we would get paid because it counts as quote unquote flight time because the main cabin door is closed. But usually, 
it's not a pretty situation because if you are sitting in that jump seat at the front of the aircraft and everyone is staring at you down the aisle and every time the captain comes on and does an update or an announcement, these people are rolling their eyes at you and they're shaking their head like, you know, like staring at you like it's your fault. It's literally the worst. And like there's some flight attendants that are like, oh, we're going to get overs, like whatever. It is not worth it to me. Like one out of five stars don't recommend sitting on a very long tarmac delay. I don't care about the extra pay. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I don't really know many people that do, but there are some that are like, well, we're getting extra money. And it's like, no, like, fuck this. <laughs> so anyway, another instance where we might get paid is if we divert and whatever added flight time gets put on towards the original flight time we would get paid for that, but usually it's not that much extra because if you think about it, a diversion usually happens because of weather, because of a medical emergency, or because of some type of serious aircraft emergency. And usually the pilots are just trying to get the plane down on the ground because they don't have that much extra fuel to get you there, right? Um, Usually the reason for the diversion is because of something they have to divert you somewhere nearby because they don't have that much extra fuel because you're almost at your destination, right? Kind of just depends. Sometimes you could go into a holding pattern up somewhere for like 20, 30 minutes and other times you have to divert. Really just depends on the situation. Um, But yeah, usually the diversion is somewhere that is not that far from the original destination. So maybe it's like 20 to 30 minutes extra pay. But all in all, if you go that 20, 30 minutes out of the way and then you go back to your original destination, that's still only going to be like maybe one hour extra pay. So it's like really not that much if you get what I'm saying. So there's this reoccurring theme here that we do not get paid when anything goes wrong. And most of the time it is actually cutting into our layover time or it's usually delaying us from getting home. That is typically what it always is. It's any of the flight crew that's listening out there knows that Basically, it's always on the last day, on the last leg, that shit hits the fan and it goes in for the kill and you get home super late and you're all cranky because you wanted to be home hours ago and then it's like, it's go home day that always gets fucked up. All right. So you get the point with all that, right? I hope so. (laughs) Because that was kind of like a long tangent. But I'm also like, I'm not saying like, obviously I'm not saying I live in like a me, me, me world, right? Where delays only affect us. Of course, of course, I feel terrible for my paying customers. Okay. Of course, I don't want these people to experience delays, especially if they're trying to get somewhere important. Lots of people fly for so many reasons. Okay. Usually it's for a special occasion. Usually it's to see family. Usually it's to get home or go on a vacation or, you know, we all know, obviously everyone listening knows. And so, yeah, obviously it leaves a bad taste in someone's mouth to deal with delays and all these issues, especially if it seems like the flight crew doesn't care. All right. But I just want to point out that we do care, especially because it does not benefit benefit us in any way. All right. So it's not like we're like, oh, we are getting paid for this. Oh, well, like just suck it up. You're delayed. Like it's not it's just not like that. Like many of us do have a lot of sympathy. And also many of us feel like our companies probably don't handle these situations the best that they could have, which I will get into in a little bit. But 
yeah, there's just a lot of moving parts when it comes to these things. And there's a lot of different teams internally that are communicating to one another and making these decisions, especially if you're not on the ground. And if you are on the ground, most of the time, you know, things can just get hectic. And I feel like people think that we have instant answers because we're on the ground or even worse, you know, this is this is like one of my biggest pet peeves is when people tell us that we're lying to them, that what we are telling them, the information that our company or our dispatch or whoever is giving to us, and then we're lying to them. <laughs> I can promise you there's literally no reason to lie to you about why we're not going somewhere. <laughs> I mean, we want to get there too, for the most part. We all want, like, everyone wants to get there, not just you. So yeah, sometimes operations just get super fucked up. And yeah, they make the wrong calls sometimes. People... There's still humans that are making these decisions, okay? And sometimes they make the wrong call. And yeah, I'm just telling you that there really is no reason that we would want to lie to you or tell you misinformation, okay? So just wanted to clear the air on that one. All right, so let's dive into, which is really like the main meat of this episode here. I just kind of want to dive into some different ways that we all can have a better experience, um, whether we're flight crew or passengers, and maybe we could overcome or cope with these types of frustrating situations while traveling, which, yeah, sometimes can be extremely hard to do because especially in that moment where you're feeling defeated, you're feeling tired, you're feeling stuck. And, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes these delay situations are bad, like hours on end. And it's just like very painful and it's very hard to remain positive. Right. But I just kind of want to talk about like how these delays, these diversions then in turn lead to misconnections and late arrivals and all that. How can we kind of like cope? Um, how can I give you some tips to maybe avoid some of these situations, right? So I want to talk about that. I also just want to like talk about why this podcast kind of came up, this topic came up to begin with. Um, so when I first started scripting this, it was because like this situation happened where we were flying into a hub and there were microbursts in the sky. Microbursts are like severe weather, lightning storms, like that really like can be cause significant damage to an aircraft and like like pretty much like you could die if you fly through them and it came in it moved, the weather moved in so quickly that basically like our operations didn't know where to divert everyone like there were so many people that had to get diverted and they got diverted all over the place well we were one of the planes that got di diverted to the middle of nowhere in Nebraska <laughs> like to me it was like the middle of nowhere I'd never even heard of this place okay like where we were diverting to I had never even heard of it um I was flying with someone that originally was from my Montana so she knew about it but like even when the captain okay I got cut off mid-story my all right I literally have no idea what the fuck is going on but my camera basically saying that the memory card's full and so creator moment I deleted some stuff and then 
yeah, I don't know. Now it seems to be working. So we're back. I was like in the middle of that story and I don't even remember where I was at because my camera died and then I decided to go beat up with some of my coworkers and now I'm back and I'm like, okay, it's been a while. Where was I? I think I was telling you guys about when we diverted to the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. And so the lady I was working with, <laughs> she knew where we were going. She had heard of it because she had like grown up in Montana or whatever. But I had no idea where we were. The airport smelled like manure. They didn't even have like gates or jet bridges there. Like it was really one of these like small town USA type of deals. And yeah, it pretty much was like not a good situation because after we landed there, we realized we didn't have a working APU. So in order to refuel, we had to leave one of the engines on. And so we had to deplane people because there was all these procedures we had to follow. And so it just ended up being like this really long delay and all these people had misconnections because of it. And that's one thing I want to say about when you're connecting in another city. Until we start taxiing and actually like get in the air, we don't know if you're going to make your connection. Like anything could happen that could keep delaying that process. And so people were asking us if we were going to make their flights. And it was like, we literally had no idea. But anyway, it was a mess is what I'm pretty much getting down to. It was one of those like operational messes and people were really pissed and I don't blame them. Like it was, it was bad. Um, but I mean, there was stuff like that that happens. There's stuff like I had a seven hour delay when I was trying to get home from, Los Angeles once because someone had blown a slide the night before on the inbound aircraft. Blowing a slide basically means when you inadvertently put an emergency slide out by mistake, like it wasn't supposed to happen. So I've had stuff like that. I've talked about my Bermuda trip where I got to lay over in Bermuda. That was also because of something that happened. Like anything can happen mid-flight on that inbound aircraft that can cause your outbound to be delayed. So there's just all these things that can happen with delays that then turn into misconnections and late arrivals and all these things. So here are some tips that we can follow, whether you are a crew member or a passenger, to overcome delays and travel disruptions when it doesn't work in our favor, like the rare time that I got to stay in Bermuda. <laughs> All right. Number one, and I know it's going to be like very cliche, but everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. So think about it as this possible, this deviation was basically maybe something could have gone wrong had everything gone according to plan in your eyes. And I know it seems like very silly, but it's so true. Like you forget your ID, you forget your wallet. Okay. For some reason, my camera keeps automatically stopping. Like I have no memory left on the camera, but I've deleted everything off. So I don't know what's going on. I feel like I almost have to like reformat the card or something. I have no idea what's going on. I like completely fucked it up. I'm just going to keep going and anyone that is watching on YouTube, I am sorry. I just want to get this done and I don't know how to keep going if my camera keeps fucking up. Makes no sense at all. I don't know what I did. 
Um, so yeah, those of you watching on YouTube, sorry, I'm just going to keep going because now I just keep getting interrupted and I have an exam that I need to study for and it's already now quarter to nine. I have to be up really early. <laughs> so, um, pretty much what I'm saying is that one little slight delay, like you forgetting your badge, you forgetting your wallet, you forgetting something, even like on a normal day that could like off skew, like maybe you getting in an accident, like you just don't know. And so as hard as it is in these moments, just try to think of it as everything happens for a reason. And maybe this delay is preventing something else from happening. Who knows? Number two, fly early in the day. So if you can get on the earliest flight possible, you have a better chance of having more flights that you could connect on if there is any type of delay. Most of the time, the early flights go out immediately because the aircraft came in inbound, either on a red eye or the previous night forward uh, before. So basically like that plane will be there and it should go out on time if it's the earliest flight of the day and just gives you like more buffer time. Same thing goes for like anyone that is working crew. If you typically work flights that check in earlier, the least amount of delays you're going to have for the most part. It's not all the time, but you know what I mean? Number three, if you book multi-segment trips, ensure that you have enough buffer in between your flights, especially if you're on different airlines that are going to be in different terminals. So if you book on Expedia or you book pretty much anywhere that like doesn't give a shit about connection times, you got to be really mindful of that because if you book say on Delta for one flight and then you're connecting on United, uh, they're going to be in different terminals and you might have to like exit security and re-enter security. And if you have less than two hours, you pretty much are screwing yourself. So it's just like those things you really got to be mindful of when you are booking multi-segment trips. So that is another tip. Definitely make sure you are either booking on the same carrier if you can because typically if you're booking on the same carrier, they will make sure you have enough connection time and then they at least have more flights out of their specific hubs that you can get on. So that's my tip if you have to do a multi-segment flight. All right, carry on your luggage when you can. This is like another kind of tip that can kind of maybe help you overcome travel disruptions because you'll at least have your bag with you. There's nothing worse than having a misconnection or getting stuck somewhere and you don't have your stuff with you. So when you can try to carry on your luggage and don't check any larger bags. And tip number five is be courteous to customer service reps on and off the plane. So I know it could be extremely infuriating when things like this happen, but there are some people that truly are just like, nasty, nasty, nasty to people that really have no control over things like this. And I think that you're more likely to get help if you treat these people with kindness, because like I said, we are the last people on earth that want to be stuck on this delayed aircraft with you. <laughs> we do not want to be delayed. We want you to be there. So those are my five little 
quick tips that I kind of just wanted to put out there that I hope might help you think a little differently. I'm going to take a quick break and come back with aviation news, which might be a little lengthy this time around just because it's been a while since I've had that segment. I'll be right back. All right, I am back with this week's aviation news. Up first, since I missed the entire month of September, I just wanted to say September was Hispanic Heritage Month, so I just wanted to put that out there. And October is Employment Awareness Month. So if you are an employer, definitely look into supporting those with disabilities. Um, That is what Employment Awareness Month is about. All right, first up on aviation news for this week, we have to talk about it. Kind of pissed that my camera is not on and I can't talk to the camera about this because you can't like see my face and all that, but it is what it is. First episode back and I just got to keep going. You know, I just, I can't be fiddling around with why my camera is deciding to not record when I have plenty of memory on it. I don't understand. That's for another day. First things first, Spirit Flight 3044, Atlantic City to Fort Lauderdale. This was a flight that evacuated after a rejected takeoff due to a bird strike engine fire. There was a YouTube channel, Blockerlio. I'm definitely butchering that. It's B-L-A-N-C-O-L-L-R-I-O. He basically does airplane investigations, I believe, or is some type of pilot. I don't know. I randomly came across it, and he kind of did a really great explanation of this emergency kind of talking about like the pilot checklist and you know preventing uncommandable evacuations and how people can be kind of their own worst enemies but I just kind of want to talk about this so basically what happened was there they had a rejected takeoff and they were at a very low speed so they were able to stop the aircraft on the ground and the engine caught fire because one of the blades that the bird struck got sucked back into the engine and it caused a fire when stuff like this happens when there's any type of rejected takeoff or emergency the pilots once they get that plane back on the ground or if it never left the ground they have a checklist that they have to run and so in doing that they are following their procedures according to their company as to what they need to do to make the aircraft safest for either, you know, uh, response team to, to meet the aircraft and or evacuate the people, okay? And so while it might seem like a very long time for you, they are very busy up there going over their checklist and cross-checking with each other, sometimes to the point where they can't even like answer for the flight attendants. Um, once they go through their checklist, they will deem whether or not, you know, they want the flight attendants to perform an evacuation and get everyone out of there. Or, you know, the best case scenario would be where you don't need to evacuate. They get the engine shut down, the fire stops, the fire crew comes, they put the, the engine fire out, and then you could all stay on the plane and they could pull a jet bridge up to the plane and you could just walk off. You don't need to use slides, <laughs> okay? So there's just all these things that I don't think people 
realize. And um, in this particular scenario, what was happening was people started panicking. They saw the fire and the flight attendants were telling them remain seated, which is actually a flight attendant command that usually is given to the flight attendants by the pilots when they are running their checklist. So for the most part, you know, they're running their checklist. They're trying to figure shit out. They tell the flight attendants remain, you know, remain seated, which is then the flight attendants are telling the passengers remain seated. Well, all these people were freaking out. You're crazy. Remain seated. There's a fire, blah, 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 blah. They were not listening to these flight attendants. Flight attendants got on the PA. They said, remain seated. Fire trucks are meeting the aircraft. Just remain seated, remain seated. There was people that were screaming, fire, we need to get out of here. Like they were basically panicking. They saw the fire and they were panicking. Um, You know, they were saying, open the door, let us out, all this stuff. So what I feel like a lot of these people don't realize is that if that engine is not shut down yet and these pilots are still running their checklist and the, and the engine's still on fire, it's actually safer for you at that point to remain inside the cabin, especially if that engine was still running and there was fire smoking and all that smoke was out there. So anyway, eventually the pilots then said their command for Spirit Airlines, this particular command, they said evacuate, evacuate, evacuate and avoid the right-hand side engine. I don't know if that's their standard procedure, but that's what I saw in the video. So then passengers in the video were then confused, saying, do we take our bags? What are we doing? Do we take our bags? Let me tell you something. I'm so upset that I can't be on video for this because like, I just wish you guys could see my face, but bags delay the evacuation. They also pop slides you guys i cannot i really want the faa to start fucking finding people that take their bags during an emergency evacuation your bag is not more important than anyone's life it's not important than your own life it's not important than anyone else's life that you are preventing from getting off that aircraft within the time frame that is allotted which really should be like 90 seconds i think or less and all these people are trying to take their bags and clogging up the aisle with bags. And then not only that, you are putting your flight attendant's life at risk. So literally, if I ever were in this situation, people are taking their bags, like it, it's going to get to the point where I'm not just saying like my actual company commands, like I'm literally going to be like, put your fucking bag down and I'm like going to lose my shit because now you are preventing me from getting off the aircraft as well at a later time. And it could be a matter of seconds, seconds that could be life-changing in these types of situations. So anyway, just kind of wanted to say that because it literally made me cringe that these motherfuckers were taking bags. Anyway, venting, (laughs) as you could tell. So people were taking things, they were coming down the slide, which can, you know, one wrong thing hits a slide the wrong way, then that slide is not usable. And you're not getting off that fucking plane. Great. And already you had two slides out because the pilot said to avoid the right-hand side of the aircraft. So you're only using two slides now. So anyway, they were sliding down. 
not everyone was getting away from the plane. There was a puppy that was loose. Oh my God. It like gave me so much anxiety. I don't know why this dog was loose. I don't know why this dog wasn't in its owner's bag. I, I don't know if the dog got out like cause the bag wasn't closed all the way. I don't even know what was going on, but there was a dog running around. But what I will say from this video that I watched was the biggest threat was not the fire. It was the passengers. These passengers were not listening. These passengers caused panic. These passengers took things with them and they did not listen to their flight crew. And that is what is a bigger threat than the fire. I mean, people need to start listening to their flight crew. We go through training, a tremendous amount of training, and a lot of it is focused on safety and evacuating people in situations like this. A lot of people seem to forget that and they don't want to listen to us. And so it hurts that these flight attendants were telling people to remain seated and everyone was getting up. It hurts that people were taking things with them. Now, I do think that these flight attendants on this particular crew probably could have said, leave everything more. Like they said it in the beginning, they were saying, leave everything. And then no one was listening to them. So, I mean, I don't really know, but I probably would have been like, leave everything, leave everything. Like multiple times people were still bringing stuff to my door. Ugh, that was just the first point of aviation news for this week. Oh my God. I just had to talk about that. I like, I just hope if you're listening, you start listening to your flight attendants if you're not one for real. All right, up next, we're talking about another emergency evacuation, American Eagle Flight 4817, operated by Republic Airways, had a hectic emergency landing due to a potential security issue, which was then deemed a misunderstanding. So what happened with this one, Republic Airways is a regional airline that operates under American Eagle, which basically is American Airlines Express flights and they were I forget where they were coming from they had to land in LaGuardia airport and they actually opened the door they evacuated via slide and no one knew what was going on and this was like another one of those situations where passengers kind of like didn't know what was going on like they were like oh we think that a man was threatening something we don't know if it was a bomb threat we don't know anything but the the evacuation itself like what people were saying was absolutely hectic like it just seemed like with these evacuations like there was not much control from the flight crew and like you know I wasn't there so I like I'm not you know I'm of course I mean they got these people out safe but the fact that this whole thing was deemed a misunderstanding it seems pretty crazy to me like oh you guys thought this guy was a threat but you're not sure like I don't know it just seemed like very weird but on top of it it just seemed like all these people were not listening. And what's crazy is all these people always are like so quick to film all this stuff, but never know what's going on. And then these videos like surface and it's very like, what the fuck just happened, right? All right, up next we have Southwest employees must be fully vaccinated by December 8th to keep their jobs. So Southwest is now joining in on the mandatory vaccinations, which I did a whole episode on that. So you can go check it out. Um, 
All right, this one's kind of cool, and you may have seen this if you are in the industry, but Ukraine Sky Up Airlines trades in heels for sneakers. So they just did a complete uniform haul where they're basically like in a panted suit, blazer, and white sneakers instead of heels. So some people are for this, some people aren't for this, some people are like, oh, hell no, that doesn't look right, that just, da, 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 da. and other people are like, hell yes, that's awesome, we should be in comfortable shoes, because we're on our feet all day, and if we were to be in an evacuation, like, ideally, we should be in sneakers, not heels. Um, up next, I have that, there was a San Diego plane crash, this was a smaller aircraft that crashed into a few homes, I saw it on the news the other day. Um, I didn't get too much info. I didn't dive back into it, but um, just absolutely devastating. And I hope that whoever's homes there, there, those were, I hope that they were not home at the time of that crash. Okay. Um, Marriott Bonvoy is doing a Weeks of Wonder contest and you need to apply by tomorrow. So by the time I get this out, I doubt people are even going to hear this in time, but you could look up hashtag Week of Wonders via Twitter and you need to screenshot and repost what hotel you land on. They kind of have it where they flash a bunch of pictures of all these different hotels and you screenshot it and whatever hotel you get, you need to repost it on that thread on their twitter thread and they will send the winner to whatever hotel they posted so i got the lair the lee actually it's lee meridian it's a maldives resort and spa i would die i would love to go there that would be so sick so yeah go check that out if you hear this before october 14th Southwest Airlines has a weekend meltdown canceling over 2,000 flights and there's public rumors that have started pertaining to COVID vaccination mandates with pilots, but the pilots union blame management for operational issues. That was kind of a big headline for this past weekend. Former United Boeing 747 is to become a Seattle building centerpiece. That's pretty cool. I always like when people repurpose different types of aircraft or something unique like a shipping container into buildings so I thought that was kind of cool um October 11th just passed it was national coming out day I just wanted to say that because the airline industry is very well known for openly gay and bisexual people that work in the industry especially flight attendants. And so I just wanted to say happy national coming out day to any of my LGBTQ. Did I say that right? Shit, guys, I'm sorry if I fucked that up. But I just wanted to shout you guys out and say, um, yeah, happy national coming out day. And lastly, I just want to close it out with airlines that are currently hiring. So for legacy airlines, you have American Airlines, Delta Airlines, and Hawaiian Airlines that are currently hiring. For regional airlines in the United States, you have Air Wisconsin, Commute Air, Denver Air Connection, Endeavor Air, Envoy, GoJet, Key Lime Air, Mesa Air, PSA Airlines, Petamont, Republic Airway, SkyWest Airlines. You also have some low-cost carriers that are hiring at Allegiant Air, Alveo, Breeze Airways, Frontier Airways, Spirit Airlines, Sun Country Airlines. You also have some charter airlines, 
such as Global Crossing Airlines, Aereo, Airways, Swift Air, Omni Air, International um, hiring as well. And then there's a few specialty airlines, Aereo, Air Sunshine, Blade, Contour Airlines, Elite Airways. And this list was compiled by Abby Unger at my K-A-G-A-B-I-E dot com. She has a blog post in the Flight Attendant Career Connection Facebook group. If you want to be a flight attendant, I highly recommend you join the Flight Attendant Career Connection Facebook group. There's a lot of good posts in there, and that is where I got that list from. She updates it when people are currently hiring. All right, that is all that I have for you for this week's episode. I feel like it was kind of all over the place, very long, lots of updates, a lot the segments I feel like were longer than the episode, but very happy to be back on the mic talking to you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, I will see you when I see you. Gonna try to <laughs> keep up again, but if I don't, I will see you when I can. All right. Catch you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 o